Is there a time difference between Dallas and her? Hour. Oh, There's shit. Okay, okay. So you're still doing the pod with us, right? Right? Right, bro? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sick. yeah. But let's go right there from Dallas because, I mean, we didn't intro. I don't know how this is going to fit into the episode later. We'll figure it out. But it's just me and James <laughs> right now because young James, unfortunately, is leaving, uh, leaving town. God damn, we scared him away. It's done with rabbit hole sessions, huh? Corona finally got you a uh, opportunity out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel you, dog. But um, so you're going to Dallas. That's where you're from. I asked you off mic, but I didn't really get an answer. And it has to do with Drake and his uh, the Desire song about hiding girls in Dallas. And I just I, I need to know why. I need you to break down Dallas for me. Why does he where Why does he hide him there? Why is that the spot? Dude, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Dallas is. A big ass city. Are you hiding girls in Dallas? Hide people there. I don't know, dude. Oh, dude, I don't. I said, I are you? Know. I said, are you? <laughs> what did you say? Are you hiding girls in Dallas? Oh God, no. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, they're not hiding, right? They're just waiting for you. They're, I'm sure. Yeah, they're running. <laughs> they're running. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. What does that? What does that even mean? Hiding girls? Like he's like. It's like uh, I'm, I'm gonna assume uh, that he's talking about. Like, they get too used to the city lifestyle. What was the song? It was Desires, I think. And they were talking about yeah, how, you know, the girl can't control herself. She's in the city. She's rambunctious. She's wild. Bruh. Some toxic shit, you know? <laughs> we love our toxic Drake. <laughs> what do I expect on a song with Future, bro? Dude, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I kind of like toxic Drake. I like slow flow Drake, too. And I've discovered off this album, I like Adlibs Drake. Adlibs Drake is pretty sick. He's, he's pretty dope. There was, um, I don't remember which song it was, but... The Florida with Love song is definitely my favorite one off that album. I think that's pretty sick. I'd like to know when it was recorded. Because it seems like, uh, when I was just listening to it, it seemed like it was the first half was earlier. And then he came back and recorded the second half later. Because I think there was um, there was a line where he said, he was talking about um, Wayne playing, what's, the, what's it called? Lollipop for him and Kobe on the tour bus, right? And that was like in the first four lines. And then... Second half of the song, he brings it back. In those first four lines, he says the same thing. And then he talks about how, yo, they never had a chance to reminisce on what that really was or what it became because Kobe passed, right? So I don't know if that was, like, recent or... It sounded like it could have been old Drake in the first part. So I don't know. I'd like to know when that shit was recorded. Did you listen to the whole thing? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I only listened on one one go, so I didn't really gather all it all that I could. What did you think off first rip? Um... It sounded like Drake, you know. <laughs> he, yeah. yeah. Should they should they have stayed demos? Is that what you think, or should they have? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. It wasn't really too. I'll probably listen to it on my flight again and like it more. But yeah, gotta give yeah. it a chance. That losses one with um, I can't remember. Uh, I think it's it's called losses. I don't remember what song, but there was a line about there was a line about him fucking Uncle Sam, where I was like, ah, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I realized later, oh, uh, taxes. That's what he's talking about. But I was like, huh? Yeah, okay, that was yeah. uh, okay, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> incest and gay right <laughs> oh my god what are the plans for dallas when you get there you're just gonna be chilling yeah i mean i'm gonna have to quarantine for right. a couple weeks i live across the street from my grandpa what's it like down there how uh how like intense they're is it? reopening uh barbershops and salons oh shit friday oh yeah. oh like this uh, friday tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah tomorrow okay tomorrow. okay so they're opening up very fast and what how do you feel about that you worried or what a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to be leaving my house. So right. I guess it doesn't bother me, but I know that I, I just get a feeling like cases are going to rise. Yeah, shit, it's gonna go which back is a problem. Down after that. Which is a problem because, you know, I think we got to the flatten the curve part. Maybe not a flat line, right? But the whole point was not for it to totally stop. It was to slow because that's kind of all we can do at this point. So it's like 
maybe there's some argument there to slowly reopen. I could I could be with that if there was some maybe more like comprehensive talk about it. But everyone's just like, all right, go back out to the streets. Okay, we're yeah. gonna you know open, dude. Fucking yeah. Arkansas. I was reading a shit uh, yesterday. They said they're gonna have their like first qu- uh, quarantine social distance concert. They're having a concert, dude, in Arkansas. And I've it was some country rock singer. I'm trying to see right now when it's supposed to be. May fifteenth. So that's what day is it today? <laughs> dude, it's the seventh. Like that's soon. You know, that's a in a week. From now. Yeah. So I don't know. And I don't even know. I was trying to figure out like what the hell that even meant, a social distance concert. And I'm reading here, it's like they're talking about oops, hold on, let me get on the mic. They said so they're gonna, you know, do this shit where it's like face mask, take temperature at the door, ten person limit in the restroom and shit, and frequent cleaning of all touch points. Which is like, all right, dude. Like, what you, you're not, you're not gonna get them all, right? And what does that even mean? Frequent touch, sure, doorknobs, but what about, you know, like the wall that I'm leaning against? You're gonna clean every tile, right? <laughs> and I think they said they're reducing capacity from 1,100 to like 200. I'm trying to find. There was one thing in here that really had me like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I'm trying to find. 200. It. Is that gonna be tickets are gonna be more expensive? Oh shit, dude! I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. I wonder if now that they're gonna have less people, their tickets are gonna shoot up. That would be fucked up. Oh man, I wouldn't be surprised. Did. And then you know, the also but the business, the company would lose money if they didn't, right? Like yeah, exactly. Probably a lot. Probably a lot of money. Yeah. And I don't know if, damn, that's true, dude. That's bad. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to pay you know a thousand bucks to sit in the nosebleeds of, like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of a middle of the road artist, uh, Toby Lou, right? Like I'm not trying to. Toby Lou. Yeah, I mean, I fuck with Toby Lou. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not trying to pay a thousand to sit in the back row, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. Okay, I found it about the concert. It was talking about, um, so they're dividing into what Ticketmaster calls fan pods, which they say are clusters of two 12 assigned seats that are six feet apart. So I'm just trying to even picture that. Like, just reading that, I'm confused. Two clusters of two 12 assigned seats. What the f- So I don't get it. Two 12. Yeah, I'm trying to think what that means. Like, you know, have you ever been to those, um movie theaters where uh, they got like the pods and they serve you the food and shit like that or you heard of them what's it called like i, I yeah. don't remember but i'm kind of thinking it's like that so is it going to be what just like 12 of those in a thing and then six feet 12 more and six feet 12 more because that uh, it so. just doesn't seem like it's solving anything right <laughs> like maybe i don't sneeze directly on you well first of all if i'm in your group cluster i could right but then also at the same time shit is still in the air right and, yeah, especially it's if it's a closed venue what the, what the hell does that really do right it's co- yeah yeah so i don't and know you about share that. the same restroom you share i don't know if they'll have concessions open and there's no way they're cleaning it as fast as people are going in and out like of the restroom you just said even if they yeah. do their they're cleaning the frequent touch points right like <laughs> how are you gonna do it when fucking they said 10 at a time but what so after every 10 you're gonna clean it after every one after every three i don't know dude it just doesn't seem like it's very like thought out doesn't seem very comprehensive. So I don't know. The, well, I guess we'll see. That'll be the test. Are you going to a concert in Dallas if they uh, if they start one up? Hell no. No? What if it was your fa- who's Who's your favorite artist? Kendrick. Dude, what if Kendrick <laughs> was having a concert, five bucks, free, free to go. And he's like, yo, just free, first come for, till like 200 people, whatever. If you come and be in the front, sick. If you're in the back, whatever, we're still going to have. And it's unreleased shit. It's like your personal playlist of your favorite right, Kendrick well, now songs. Now you're making it like irresistible. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. get you out of the house. <laughs> free merch when you come. Now, oh I'll my God, dude. Like, <laughs> you get to come to the studio session of the next album, yeah. right? Like something crazy. <laughs> then would you go? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we do have a selling point. We do have a selling point. There is a selling point. But I feel that. 
but it's high. I, I, yeah, it's very high. Like water, you have a high specific heat. It takes a lot to, <laughs> to get you boiling, to get you going. There you go. <laughs> That's one of those random things, like like terms that I just thought about earlier in the day, just stupidly. I think I was boiling water, and I was like. Damn, that's some high specific heat, right? Like, just to myself too. So I'm just like, "What are you doing, dude? You fucking loser, dork." <laughs> oh god. But um, I don't know what else. Um, what else you been up to? I want to chat about with the pod for your last little uh section before you got to move out. I mean, that's not to say James is quitting the pod, everybody. I know I joked about no, it earlier. No, 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 <laughs> He's yeah, just yeah. leaving town for a little bit to be with the fam. But um, yeah. No. Um, god. One thing I'm excited to try is um, I'm bringing a camera back with me. So I want to see what I could do at home filming-wise. Now that I've gone through experiments of video and have had to push myself to create ideas within constructed timeframes and within like just being quarantined, I feel like I have um, I've practiced a lot more with just practice with with just coming up with ideas in the environment I'm in. So when I'm in Dallas, I'm excited to see what. Have you what filmed much down there before? No, not at all. Oh, shit. So it's like a whole new yeah. canvas, right, that you're unlocking, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's whole, cool. A whole new one. What, do yeah, you, um, so. what is it? Because I've just never been, and I know you've showed me pictures and stuff and told me about it, but like landscape-wise or even just scenery-wise, just what kind of things have you seen that's like, whoa, that's something that could come around on film that would look fucking dope, if there's any off top? Um, yeah. I mean, I think of my neighborhood, first of all, because I, I think it's... um. It's very suburban, but it's right next to the city, um, and it, it's got a lot of greenery. It's got wide roads, um, and the houses are all just one story, so you can see a lot of the trees overhanging above and like the sky, um, and it's on a hill too. So it's like so some poetic shit. We might get some nice yeah. like heartfelt, <laughs> some deep romantic gorgeous, sunset dude. shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me, dude. Mm-hmm. Are you um? Do you have people that you film with down there, or that would be interested? You got a team or something? Uh, Not an no. official team, right? No. But you know what I mean. No, yeah, I've I've never really thought about that, but nope. Uh, as of now, <laughs> lone wolf in it, baby. I don't know very many filmmakers down there. That's funny. That's interesting. I never thought about that, but most of my friends are like engineers and stuff, so I, they'd be willing to help, but I'd have to guide them. Yeah, yeah, like you would be the you would be the definitely point man behind it, but I'm sure they would. Uh... So wait, does that mean because you didn't find your film passion? What? So you came here? before Mm -hmm. you left Dallas Mm -hmm. so what is um what's kind of the reaction or uh support or from people back in Dallas when they see that now you've evolved into your creative lane I think a lot of them expected it (laughs) I think a a lot of them in film specifically or with something or just creative in general just creative stuff yeah in general but I like I in high school I started a comedy club (laughs) oh shit (laughs) and we just like what was it called what was it called it was just the comedy True. It was just called Comedy Club. Nice. <laughs> After school. Yeah. Improv, you said, or it. written? We did improv. We did some written. Wow, um, dude. Mostly improv. I need to see these write. clips. I need to see, like, I know your family definitely recorded one, like, one performance. We might have to put no, that out. No, no, because it wasn't performances. It was just, like, a thing after school. Every I would be like, come to comedy club, and, like, ten people show up. We'd hang out, and then right. I'd, be, I'd be like, all right, let's do some improv. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just fuck around. Hey, I mean, you do that now with fun. rap. It's, it's like what we do when we freestyle and rap now, so yeah, it's exactly, the same thing. Yeah. So I guess that makes and sense. There was one that was like really good. There was one one time, me and this other dude, we did a really good improv scene. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow, maybe we should do this for <laughs> it's real. It's not bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one day on the on the pod we'll have you do improv. Me and Amelia will just throw fucking random topics at you and just oh, bombard man. you, man. I think that'd be good. We could do that for our <laughs> wait. What what episode is this? 
Is this 19? For the 20th. I think you remember. I remember you saying something. Let's do something special oh, for 20. that's right. So yeah. there we go. We yeah. can do James's improv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in, everybody. Tune in. Maybe we'll write a sketch. That could be good. I wonder if there's some way to do, like, cool sketch comedy over podcast form, you know? Because a lot of the times... I got, there's got to be one. There's got to be, be, right? Because there's audiobooks and shit, right? And there's... Like, I would listen to a comedian set just audio. I would. Um, obviously, that takes some away, especially for comedians who are, like, physical guys. But mm-hmm. I think it could work. I think that would actually be pretty dope. A comedy show on the podcast. That might be sick. I don't know. I'm not a comedian, obviously, so I don't know shit. But what I have heard from comedians is... I mean, the live part is what makes it what it is, right? Like, the being able to actually test it out and see how different crowds react and shit. So maybe that might take away. But I think that'd be something we could explore. Check out, right? Get ready for the rabbit hole session sketch comedy sketch. episode. That would be crazy. <laughs> Emilio going to be playing every character. That'll be great. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, man. Is there anything else? Because I just wanted to get you on so that people can hear your voice. You know, that of course, we need you on the episode. And, um... I know you got to go kind of soon, but we can keep going for as long as you need to. Uh, no, I actually got to head out. Yeah, I feel that. I feel uh, that, bro. 12.30. I totally feel We it. actually got it pretty pretty tight in that t- timeline. And we got it. Hey, and just a nice little 15, 20. Come on, we need our James check-in. It is absolutely imperative. <laughs> it is absolutely imperative. People were liking when uh, I got some good, uh, what's it called, responses about you talking about filming your work from the last episode so hey we got to feature some james oh really yeah dude people are liking that oh, shit dude. that's what i'm saying well, thank look you, thank people you. like when people know what they're talking about right <laughs> and when they're willing to also <laughs> figure out what they're talking about as they talk about it right because it's uh it's i like this podcast for that it's kind of the, i was explaining it to someone the other day it's i like to see it as our insight into the process kind of right like this is a lot of times when i'm coming in we talk it's just yeah, I've thought about it, and maybe I've seen something or read something earlier in the week, but it's mostly unrefined thoughts that now let's let's just see what's going on. Let's see what the, the temperature is. Let's see what the crew thinks, and then we go from there. Mm. So I like that shit, man, and I like especially when we talk about our individual um, like interests and our individual work because it, it shines through, and it shows why we are this group, you know, why we come together yeah. so well and why individually we succeed as well, so... James, people are fucking loving it, dude. Keep the good work up. (laughs) The whole Rabbit Hole Sessions team, people. We are all doing big things, big things. It was supposed to be 2020, (laughs) but obviously shit got pushed pushed back. Pushed back. Mm -hmm. But definitely uh, Max and Lorelai, La Llorona, whatever I've got coming. I don't know, because projects keep going up (laughs) in the air, like on a weekly basis, it seems. But definitely be on the lookout. All right, James, my brother. brother. We're glad we could get you on. Uh, Safe travels, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, we will. All right. Catch you later, bro. Yeah. Snow blow, be how I do flow. If you don't know, better listen for show. Cause it's the TOD show. Live on air, come on. Should already know that I be here. So go, roll, roll with it. Roll, boats, gon' get it. This Titanic, shipment of panic. Deliver the rappers with my hands, gotta hand it. But they wish I said this out, but they're gonna have to stand it. Man, all my wishes now, going out past the planet. How you planning on dealing with this? See, I'm adding on wheels to the tank in this bitch. Mean we rolling for real, never hitting the hitch. Slam it harder than steel, man, this shit is a hit. Steel toe feel when he hitting the kicks. The elusive on chill when he gripping the sticks.
drumstick. <laughs> okay, all right, that's done. We're done with that. Uh, we'll see where we jump cut in, but welcome back everybody to Rabbit Hole Sessions. Coming out of a break, uh, last time with James. Shout out James, thanks for making some time to get on the pod before you had to bounce. If you heard that part, which I'm sure you did, you know James is heading out of town and couldn't, uh, couldn't get together for the full episode today, so we made sure to get his uh, voice and his handsome face. Well, you guys didn't see it, but he has a handsome face. <laughs> uh, but we are back, and now I'm back with young, reliable, young blood with the old soul, Emilio. <laughs> He's ready. Grandpa Guido, back for Yo. part two. How are you, brother? What's good? I'm good. I'm good. Um, just staying alive. Yeah, getting actually kind of getting busier with. Uh, different things going on at the same time between moving and classes starting and stuff like that so, classes yeah. starting what are you talking yeah. about um no so i i mean i i would have quote unquote walked commencement um but i don't actually get my diploma till uh or my degree um till august because i have a few i have uh two writing intensive courses to take oh that's right yes yes i remember yeah. you telling me that yeah, yeah 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 okay so that's just about to start you're saying Damn. yeah we pretty much just yeah we just started this week how soon was that turnaround from when you stopped like regular classes and shit till now? I, like, I think um, I don't know. We we were supposed to. It was weird with um, classes going remote because a lot of classes ended up being extended, like ass yeah. assignments being extended. Um, oh, and, and even like having like classes or lectures being extended, like um, uh, so like date wise. Yeah, date-wise, yeah, like okay. even yeah, having yeah, yeah. like synchronous, um, synchronous, excuse me, synchronous, uh, yeah. That's synchronous. That was a cool word, though, synchronous. That? <laughs> yeah, synchronous. <laughs> that sounds like a villain. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> having, uh, it sounds like the Silver Surfer kind of, like that synchronous. steel. Synchronous, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Chrome-looking kind of guy. Yeah, maybe he uses like time or something as a part of his power, synchronous. Oh, that's yeah. sick, yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's go. I like that. But what, what were you saying about that? Um, just the um, like classes were supposed to end. I think um, like April thirteenth or April fourteenth. But some of them kind of extended into the following week um, between assignments and still having lectures and stuff like that. So, because I, I remember last time I took um, summer classes, I remember there being like at least a three week break between. Um, you know finishing and starting again and like all of a sudden i just got an email from my you know my professor for the first course and it's just like oh shit we're starting already damn yeah <laughs> here it is yeah yeah welcome so, welcome to summer school yeah no choice gotta jump in finish how long is the because it's the last of everything you got how long did you say it was i think you what how long is the classes um so it's i'm taking i broke up the two courses um into the whole summer so i'll be done yeah. in august but like gotcha, I, I gotcha. think like I think the courses are like fourteen weeks. Um, Got them modules, them. right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they call them, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was uh, just life otherwise? Surviving. Um, you look yeah. healthy. Yeah, yeah. Just um. How's your mental? <clears throat> my mental's fine. Um, I think today it's actually good. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, no issues there. No problems there. Um, just. Like I said, um, trying to find things to focus on between, um, yeah, class and then uh, moving, which I'm starting to realize how much more of time it takes you know, <laughs> to, to move. prepare to move. Yeah, yeah just even to prepare yeah. to, wow, to plan right. things and stuff like that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's weird. 
trying to trying to do the attack uh, like just kind of like because it's all mental stuff mostly it's all just kind of like mental um preparedness um when it comes to moving i guess but yeah right because it makes like all the world of difference once you actually physically start moving <laughs> like if you haven't thought about that shit you're gonna be moving for a week yeah right? yeah if you wait <laughs> luckily, to think for, about luckily it. for you it's in the same building right so yeah. you don't oh, have to man, do anything too crazy but still yeah. you definitely have to think about it i went for a um I went for a bike ride like uh, this morning, yesterday slash this morning, and I was this totally different uh, tangent that I'm going on. But mentioned the mental, and I'm comment on the physical because I've been really trying to do at least a little bit of something to keep some type of shape or form, right? Like anything. And so I was trying to bike ride, um, and I was breathing really heavy, dude. And I thought like it was Corona, like, and I felt the pain a little like under the lung, like on my left lung downwards. And I was like, oh shit, this is the real one. Cause this is like the breathing bubble. And then I realized, nah, I'm just out of shape, dude. Like I'm just, like, I just got bad lungs. I just got, uh, I'm just breathing heavy. And it's like, I just need to do more to stay healthy. Right. But I mean, that is it's hard important. Though, right now. Yeah, it is. It's hard. And it, but it is also like super important because of, what the virus does right like if you are not in good health if it's could ravage you right so and not to say i think i'm at risk or anything like that but it is also like all right uh you should do everything you can to help yourself out you know what i mean they um did you see the people the protesters at uh the state house here in boston it's not no, just down south they, anymore what were they protesting it's not just Trump supporters anymore. Everybody who wanted to like lambast Trump supporters for uh, being outside and shit. Now don't get me wrong. I think it's silly to be outside in those huge groups. But what up? I there's a doorbell ringing. Hold on. Uh, I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> what the hell is that? That was a side note from what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the protesters, dude. So did you did you see that? Did you hear about that at all? No. I um. Um, it was for, you know, quarantine and wanting to reopen and things like that. And they were at the stay house. And I, I, I wasn't there. I saw it on the, uh, like, Facebook Live video from a helicopter. They were watching. And it was a good amount of people. You know, right outside the state house, um, in between the state house and the commons, there's that, like, stairs area. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So that, that kind of, like, whole section and the street were full for, like, maybe... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to picture it and describe it for people, also people who don't understand. But you know the part where the the hill starts to go downhill on Beacon Hill on that yeah. same street, they were like filled up to there, right? So it was so it was a pretty block. If not that's what I'm block. saying. I mean, I might be, who knows? I might be exaggerating. Uh, <laughs> fact check me, somebody. But it was like it was <laughs> sizable. Like it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was quite sizable and. Oh man, it's just I was looking at it and just thinking like, oh god, there has to be there has to be a better way to protest quarantine without protesting quarantine, <laughs> right? Like you know what I mean? There has to be a better way other Mind than protest. Oh, wow, there we protest. go. Yeah, a Zoom, the Zoom protest. <laughs> Hop in my Zoom recording. But the thing is, because do those so do people who want um. Like, states to reopen and things like that. I understand their reasoning. Like, it's the business aspect and things like that and the economy aspect and jobs. I get that. But then at the same time, do they... So, do they not think that corona is a thing? <clears throat> right? Because if you thought it was a thing, wouldn't you not gather in all those groups and still... Like, you know, like, this, this mentality doesn't really make sense to me. It must be they don't think it's real. Like, it must be they just think it's nothing. Right? Either that or the risk isn't is reduced to them. It's not very uh, 
poignant um whatever they don't see it as as much as a risk as other people see it as yeah they're their oh. own scientists yeah <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> that's so funny when um like things like this happen you see people like you said become their own scientists suddenly everyone's yeah. a professional right like <laughs> yeah everybody's got a doctorate all oh, of a sudden God. yeah yeah exactly did you see the um i put the picture in the fucking this group message chat of oh yeah the... i didn't want to look though I no i know it's so specifics. it's so like uh there's so much going on and i don't really even understand all of it but i wrote down what i thought were like a few important numbers related to massachusetts and so, like, as of May 6th, which, as the time of this recording, is yesterday, there were 1,754 new positive tests, which were 48% growth from the previous day, right? Not week, day. And then, so I thought that was, like, kind of significant. <laughs> and it, it only said 5% of residents in all of Massachusetts are tested, right? Which is, like, okay, you can kind of expect that because there's just the whole crisis of tests not being available. And then they said 1% of them tested positive. And at first, when I just first read the numbers, I was like, ah, whatever. But that's a fifth? That's kind of a lot. Like, if you like, if you scaled it out, right? If we scale it out to, I don't know how many people live in Massachusetts, but a fifth of that, if that is how it would eventually uh, reach, that seems like pretty scary, right? Like, that seems kind of dangerous. But the, um, but then at the same time, uh, even right here on this data set that we're looking at, it says that the results might be skewed because they're really only pulling data, or at least the death part, the pulling data from uh, like the old people who are already about to die, right? Like when they were talking about death rates reported by day and by sex and by patient, whatever, it's like those are the most vulnerable people already about to die, right? So it's like when you see those numbers, they might look scary, but then at the same time, you have to realize, okay, most of this is talking about small subsets of the population, right? Like, for example, there's 4,420 total deaths, and 45% of that about is 60, ages 60 plus, right? And then 25% of that 45 is 80 plus, right? So it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. very concentrated so far, at least these yeah. type of results. And so, I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem like enough for me to be protesting in front of marty walsh's right in front of marty walsh's uh building i don't know do you i mean i don't think you you would do it or you condone of it but no. what's, like, what's your take on these because before it was so distant protesters when i think we talked about it on a different episode but now it's here now it's like downtown somewhere where we frequent you know what i mean i think one one of the first thoughts that came to my mind was <clears throat> what uh if the police can like go and break that up but then it's like, but then they have the argument of their, you know, the First Amendment and their, their right to protest. So True. because so, so I guess the police couldn't actually enforce it because it's no, unless it's like martial law or some type type of situation or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I saw a, um, I don't remember if it was on Twitter or Facebook, but it was just one of those random videos of somebody, and it was about like a group of black people kind of getting stomped out by the police because they weren't quote unquote because they quote unquote weren't social distancing oh i mean i said God. stomp they weren't literally stomping but they were i mean swinging batons on them and shit and punching them right so it's like ay 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 yeah that is what you just said i didn't even like connect those things at first it's like well it is technically your right to be there and like not social distance right so whoa what is this weird what's the trade off here between freedom and safety i guess i guess those would be the two biggest things i don't dude i don't know that's like it gets complicated then 
Yeah, well, the poli it doesn't sound like the police broke it up anyways. They probably just monitored. I'm sure they were there at some point and just, like, monitoring what was happening, but not actually acting on anything. Right. It also Unless sounds it like they were just... illegal, yeah. It also sounds like they were... You know, that's the thing. The video did not show if there was other stuff going on. Like, it was just showing, obviously, them getting, like, mollywopped and shit, which... I mean, it was it was totally unnecessary. Like the amount of force that was totally totally unnecessary. But uh, that is, I mean, that's a good point. If there was something going on that did get illegal, yeah. it's then that is a reason to interfere. But it it definitely looked like it escalated way too much. Like it yeah. was pretty crazy. You know, it's interesting that you said that uh, that it was definitely unnecessary, and oftentimes it seems to be. Uh, more unnecessary but then you look at how police officers are trained and they're like they're trained to shoot to kill you know like they yeah, don't they're dude. not trained to wound uh suspects oh. or perpetrators you know so like it even stems from there is that know, true they're... are they not trained to wait uh, wait for... they're trained only to shoot to kill well, maybe shooting yes maybe if you shoot then that's then yes i agree yeah with that. if you have to shoot not if you, you're not just you see a suspect and you just unload, Bam, unload. right like it's, it's not like, right yeah. away i don't mean even hey say you're police it, you just bust out jesus right. oh Christ, man dude, it's, Dude, it, it's yeah. not the hey no. it's not like it hasn't happened but Whoa. that's what i'm saying it has it has um yeah. but um there was a fuck what did you just say about the, oh they had the police thing surely they're trained um and i'm not saying you weren't saying this but i'm uh surely they're trained like with other shit they have other disarming and like disposal and dispatching methods right so yeah i guess maybe that's what this baton was like i don't know man but all i'm saying is it looked super intense and i i i need to know why like it was just super intense right <laughs> and it definitely looks like some racism don't get me wrong but uh i have no idea if that is the reason i have no fucking idea where did you see the video it was on twitter just oh, Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I'm a recent uh, addition to Twitter. Everybody follow oh, my Twitter. Nice. I... <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I you get this. handle is like Icarus. Oh, no, no, no. It's Emilio Guido, like three or something, but the name is like yeah. Icarus.fly or something. Oh, it like is. Yeah. I remember Icarus Fly. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so Mine's at TylerOfTheBand13. Follow me, baby. I might be getting some uh, weird thoughts off. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, one second. I just want to see if there was any other thing I wrote down here on this uh, protesters. Because that was just a minor thing. But I noticed, like, okay, hey, now it's in our town. It's spreading this kind of idea of rebellion, I guess. I guess it's rebellion, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, disruption in a sense. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck the protesters. That's crazy. Right. That's so many people. It's a lot. That Dude, that's what people. I'm saying. I was just surprised at just how many. And they had some pretty shitty... Uh, um, like slogans oh, on their signs. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I can't remember what they were, but they were bad. I remember looking at them like it was something about, I don't know. It was like open up quarantine, right, or open up economy, shut down uh, Baker, right, or something like that. I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking bad. <laughs> you, know, you had so much time to be inside and be creative and think of yeah. some better ideas. Right? <laughs> yeah, but otherwise that's it. That's all I would say is don't fucking protest. That's all I got. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, don't gather. Not right then, now, yeah. Don't protest right now. <laughs> don't exercise yeah. your rights right now. Right. <laughs> Shelve those rights just for a second, yeah. just for a little smidgen. But that's, the, I mean, that's the thing. I kind of am okay with trading off a little bit of rights when you, when the circumstances call for it, you know? Like, and I think this is one that does call for it. Not in the sense where, I don't know if I'd be super comfortable if there was martial law. I, I don't think I would like that. <laughs> but the idea of, 
not doing exactly what I want right now or say exactly what I want. I'm okay with that and giving that up if it means, hey, we don't all get fucking corona, right? Because even looking at that, um, these stats here, and if anybody wants to see what we're talking about, uh, shout out to Rory JLW. He was on one of our episodes, but he posted something that was in reddit.com slash r slash, what's it called? Coronavirus MA, so like for Massachusetts. And it's this graphic about all these different stats and shit in Massachusetts about um, corona. And a lot of these look like the curves flattening, right? Which was the whole kind of point of quarantining. So that raises another kind of good point, And I think a decent point about opening shit back up because the whole goal was lessen uh, infection, right? And like lessen death because we can't yeah. get rid of it. We don't have a vaccine. So if we're getting close to that, does that mean, okay, wait, actually there should be real discussions maybe about opening back up? I think so. I think so too, yeah. I just don't know. They don't seem to be very <clears throat> comprehensive, right? Or like very. Are, are you gonna like go out? out? Like, do you say oh, businesses are opening back up? You know, like oh shit, the doors are open. Are you going out? Like, are you going? Are you? I don't think so. A, yeah, I feel like I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even. I feel like I'm not gonna really even go anywhere. Like all of a sudden, yeah, with businesses opening, I I don't have reason. I got shit. I got I got a bunch of food now. <laughs> I got stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna go buy some clothes. I'm not gonna. Right, uh, I don't need it. I'm I not gonna fly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause I wonder, cause what does that even mean? Like, which ones would start to open first? Like, it's not like clubs, right? And maybe bars. Who knows? That would probably open if they I like think, limited capacity. I think that's one of the things that might be opening, or is it bars, or like cafes or something. Yeah, those kind of places. social gathering areas, right? But I'm assuming they'll have to severely limit it, um, like who can come yeah. in and shit. I was Dude, telling you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I noticed a lot of places, um, especially in Quincy, at least, when I was going to different stores, and what I saw on um, the news was that um, many stores, at least in Quincy, I think, are holding uh, places to 40% capacity and less, so there's just so many lines everywhere. Oh, God, dude, it's so that's basically what it is, yeah. I was telling James when we were uh, doing the little part before about Arkansas is they're about to have their first concert now after all this quarantine shit is about to happen. It's some like country rock or something and they're like lowering it. Same thing, kind of like 40% capacity or whatever. Oh, okay. It's something even more drastic than that where they're going from like 1,700 to 200 people allowed in oh, and shit, okay. right? But still, it just <laughs> seems dumb. weird. Why would you even bother holding it? You're, that's what I was gonna, saying. <laughs> you're losing money. Just right. Wait. Well, that's what James actually said, which was a good point. He's like, dude, does that mean the prices are just going to skyrocket for tickets? Oh, God. Because now that they let oh. less people in. Yeah. And maybe even drinks, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Because otherwise, yeah, the business would just fucking flop, right? Wouldn't it just go out of business? Or maybe it's one of those things where even a little bit is better than nothing. Maybe. But it just, yeah. when I, I was reading. they're going to be able to make the, same, the equivalent amount of money. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how close not. they would be able to get, but. Yeah, I guess it might be worth it that way. Yeah, and I was just, the way they talked about, because they were calling it the social distance concert, right? Like mm-hmm. the first social distancing concert. And just the way they were talking about spreading shit out was just weird. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird because, like, they were talking about sets of seats, right? Like being six feet apart or whatever. But they're also, like, sets of, like, 12 seats or something. So it's like... Well, if I'm still around 12 people that, and we're not six feet apart, right? Yeah. It, like, what does it really fucking matter? And also, if it's is an it enclosed space. That's exactly. It's I, indoor. I, exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. Indoor. I don't remember if it is or not, but that's what, that's what my thought was like. But if it's indoor, it doesn't fucking matter if you're spread out. It's all yeah. just contained. It's all just floating yeah, exactly. around. Yeah. Right? Oh. 
even if I got a mask, because they said, you know, mask, checking temperatures, yeah. they'll clean frequent touch points, as they called it. And But I'm just like, what does that really do, though, if it's an enclosed space where I can still bump against you, right? Or I can walk up to the bar and touch something where someone just coughed by accident, right? Yeah. It just seems like a weird, that seems like a weird one to start with. Like a weird... Is, is the concern the amount of people or just doing it in general when being you're being in a closed space regardless of wearing masks? You asking me or yeah, like you. the... Oh, yeah, I think it's the enclosed space thing. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, I would hang out with like four or five people. That I, Like up to 10, okay. I think I would do yeah. something like that. Yeah, that would yeah. be fine. But it's just, yeah, that's too many numbers. And that's, yeah, that's just too... I think it's just too much. Like you can't... There's no way to actually avoid what you're trying to avoid, I suppose, right? Even with all of these, um, like, clampdowns. I don't know. Maybe that's me being ignorant to uh, artists and, like, their plight of needing concerts and live shows to really make money. But at the same time, I don't know, man. It just seems like a little bit of a, of a weird, weird re-entry process. And weird to start with, at least. I think that's the weirdest part. All right, let's take a break from the show so I can tell you all about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, you can thank me later because it's the easiest way to make a podcast, Emilio. And let me tell you why. First off, it's free. Did y'all hear me? Wait, wait, did y'all hear me? Free. There's no subscription, no membership fee, no hosting price, man, none of that bullshit. And all you do is sign up and you're in. And once you're in, Anchor's creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So already, Anchor's eliminating every barrier of entry, meaning there's nothing stopping you. You can easily shine through because Anchor is made for everybody, including you. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other platforms that you do and don't know about so you can reach those audiences and bring them in. So all that and, that's right, you get even more from this. Anchor will help set you up with sponsors perfect for your brand, meaning you can make money off your podcast right away with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need and more to make a podcast all in one place, and it's really a no-brainer. When I work with other companies to help set up their podcasts, Anchor is always a reliable option. And just in case you still, still somehow don't understand how good this is, let's just recap real quick. It's free, which means you need nothing in your wallet. You can record and edit right from a phone or laptop, which you already have if you're hearing this. Your podcast will be distributed to many platforms, and you'll be set up with tailor-suited sponsorships with no minimum listenership requirement, meaning you can make money right away. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. With Anchor holding you down, your podcast is here to stay. Now let's get back to the show. Dude, have you seen this shit about murder hornets? This newest thing we have to deal with? Um, kind of. Murder hornets! Yeah, they didn't even give it a scientific name. Just yeah. murder! <laughs> Dude, it's, have you seen like how big these things are? I saw a picture today of a guy holding like five on his hand, which first of all, why the fuck were you doing that? Yeah. Maybe it was photoshopped or something, but it like definitely didn't look like it. But it was, uh, right, so if you hold your hand in front of your face, not vertically, right, but horizontally, there was five yeah. of them lined up and they were as big as this guy's palm, like as tall as from one end to the other, all across his hand. And I'm just looking at dude like, what? That is like a rat. What the hell is that? That is a, that is a behemoth of an animal, of an of insect. That, that no, 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 no. Like one. each one was not oh like, didn't God. fill the entire hand like width wise, yeah, but I'm saying lengthwise. Yeah. yeah but yeah. we're enough that he could, so he could fit five. Right. And if you just look at your hand, think about how wide or small those have to be right to fit five. And that shit's yeah. like, yeah, you exactly. You see it coming though? Huh? 
you see it coming though because it's big i guess you should be able to man i saw now that i think about it i saw like a big kind of fly the other day that i thought was just like a fly and maybe it wasn't as big as these murder hornet pictures i've been seeing but who knows maybe it was dude that shit's dangerous these things are like homicidal hornets homicidal hornets (laughs) that's the episode homicidal homicidal hornets i love it (laughs) Oh my god, dude! Because that shit is scary, and you know what? They also uh, they came from Asia. They're Asian mainland giant hornets. So do I have to be the one to say it, Emilio? Uh, oh my god, they're mostly they're mostly like in Japan though. And actually, you know what is fucking cool is well, it's not it is and isn't cool, and I'll explain why. It's cool that the Japanese bees. I don't know if you've seen this. They actually have a way to fight back. Do you know how? No. Dude, no. it's it's actually like some <laughs> sadistic, like dark shit. But uh, I mean, I considering the wasp come in and eviscerate bees, like literally just decapitates them one after the other and destroys entire hives in like an hour. So that's already kind of nasty. But so the bees now, the Japanese bees, what they do, they'll um, see because the thing is the the armor or like the exoskeleton, whatever the fuck it is, of the wasps are too hard for bees to penetrate with their stinger. So they, they just literally can't hurt them with their only defense mechanism. So I guess eventually over time, these Japanese bees, they realize that, okay, they swarm the wasp once it comes to the, um, to the, what's it called? The nest. Cause it's usually like one, um, scout hornet or scout wasp, whatever the fuck they're called, dude, I keep forgetting, um, to the, to the hive that will send the pheromones back to the others, be like, yo, let's come tear this shit up, let's break this shit down, but, so now before it can do that, when the bees see that's coming, like, hundreds, I mean, I don't know how many actually, but a swarm of them will, uh, surround the wasp and just start vibrating, like, their wings and their body really fucking fast, so that it starts to heat up the wasp inside the middle of the ball, and it literally gets cooked alive, and like melted to death on the inside of this ball of bees. And it goes up to like 47 degrees Celsius. I was looking this up. So, wow. I mean, for, I mean, for uh, everybody who doesn't know, 116 Fahrenheit. Dude, so that's insane. That is hot. Like that is, if you put your hand inside that ball, you would probably have burns, right? Like you would probably have first degree burns and shit. And that is just, I was thinking about just how, I mean, at risk of sounding like a uh, youth, <clears throat> The savagery of uh, that fucking tactic is insane. And I was just, it made me, I thought, so I thought that was cool, but it's not cool because now that they're over here, the type of bees that are in uh, the US are like European bees. That's the the kind. And they don't know how to do that. They don't have that defense mechanism because they just never had to deal with these things, right? And that's not something that just happens, right? Like uh, species don't just learn entire new coordinated tactics in like an instant, right? Or in like a week. And I don't know how long that shit could take. Because actually, although now that I think about it, maybe since insects have such shorter lifespans, they're able to like those generational things happen faster. So maybe actually it won't. Maybe within a year they'll be able to. But that shit... um, that shit was crazy when I was looking. I tried. I couldn't watch the videos. I I, I don't like to look at wasps and shit. I uh, they kind of scare me, dog. Do you remember um, SpongeBob way back in the day? The episode where the butterfly in the bubble came to Bikini Bottom. Did you ever see that no, episode? No, not really. No. All right. So it was what. So that's yeah. So that happened, and then uh, whenever it would show a close up of the butterfly, like landing on someone's face or something. It would be like a really close up, zoomed in face of an insect or like, I don't know if I'd just going like, and like, <laughs> dude, the shit was really fucking scary as a if kid. You could see his face. It was, really, <laughs> it was really scary, dude. Like that shit used to like make me cry as a kid. Like yeah. whenever it came on, I'd be like, no, 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 like turn it off. 
<laughs> I'm soft boy. Look at my soft boy origins, right? <laughs> but like, so anyway, that is just to say, I can't watch those fucking videos, but I do remember seeing that actually way a few years ago before this murder hornet was even a thing. Because my dad's obsessed with nature shows, right? So I remember seeing on one of the episodes this exact thing happening, but I didn't realize that's what it was. It was the wasp going up to the hive and like bees swarming it and fucking cooking it alive, right? So, I mean, I hope these I fucking what Europeans. What the point is? Like, what are they what? getting from that when they just burn everything? They they kill it. It dies. Yeah, but like, is that their just their goal? Are they not trying to plunder, steal anything, or just like? I don't know what you could really steal from a wasp. I don't know like what they could. Because it's not like wasps make honey and shit, right? They just fucking kill yeah, and know. stink. Actually, what the fuck is the point? What the fuck is the point of wasps, dude? They just—I guess it's maybe like a population keeper because they just fucking kill and that's it. <laughs> they just kill. I don't know if it's me, but I think your your mic might be uh, moving around or something. Mike? What do you mean? Yeah. Like sound wise? Like it's just like. <laughs> oh, it might be because I keep hitting the desk. How's that? Is it better? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, what were we talking about? Murder hornets? <laughs> Are we still yeah, on murder hornets? Yeah. hornets? Oh my god, dude. Let's eradicate them. Let's just get rid of fucking hornets. Because we need bees, right? We need bees. That's kind of like the whole... Jeez, I keep burping, bro. <laughs> Gassy today, man. Little burpy. Little burps. Little burps. <laughs> Little burps. The ad-libs. Uh, uh, like after every line, that would be good. Excuse little me. belch, little yeah, belch, little belch, <laughs> little belch and young burps. <laughs> the excuse me tapes or pardon me tapes. Oh my god, the no manners mixtape. Yeah, the no manners series. <laughs> oh, no elbows on the table, like what we have all the. <laughs> Oh my oh god, my that's god. good. Mouths open while they're eating. Wow, while teeth. chewing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay, I like that. Okay. Um, uh, I don't remember what we were talking about for wasps. I don't know. I think we're done with them. Basically, I just fuck them. Fuck them. I don't want them here. Oh, I remember because the. I mean, the problem is that they're killing fucking bees, and we need bees, right? So that's kind of the whole issue. Uh, save the beast, please. If you see these hornets, fucking kill that shit. That's actually funny what I was looking at. They, uh, the, when the articles where I was reading about it and shit, it was like, we're relying on people that if they ever see them to, you know, fucking kill them, right? Like, we need help to control this before they are able to set up their, um, like, generational populations. Because they just fucking got here. And I think it was Washington State. What, what were you going to say? Oh, okay, yeah, go, go ahead. It's, it's Washington State, I don't know if there's more, but that was the one that I saw, um like this particular story and so the whole like thing is yo let's get them now while the populations are low also i don't even know how the f how the fuck would they get here yeah that's what i was gonna ask that's yeah. i don't understand that it would have to be because you can't fly that far no, as a wasp somebody or something whatever must have transported it whoa a live fucking yeah. wasp yeah holy shit a yeah. live murder hornet <laughs> just like in your pocket on your flight over no like scientists or someone like coming here to experiment with it or something like that oh or even just to release it here that's a good call hold on i need to look up lifespan lifespan of murder hornet because i have to look up lifespan yeah how long, <laughs> how long do they live uh oh god it's just a bunch of pictures of wasps i don't like it wasps Okay, I, 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 it's it wasn't in the first five results. It's not worth finding. It's not that important. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but this shit can kill you, dude. It kills like 30 to 40 people per year. Or 30 to 50, apparently. Which, you know, is not that much, like, in terms of people. But the fact is, it can kill you. So please kill these things. Please, 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 please kill these things, people. There was a... Oh, we mentioned the name. That was actually my last question about the murder hornets. It seems like a... Do animals murder? Murder kind of seems like a human thing. <clears throat> Although it might be semantics at that point. But what do you think about that? Because well, I, I, I figure when animals it? kill, it's like a evolutionary reason. Usually. I mean, that, by that I mean like to eat, to uh, uh, population control, to... Um, what's the last one? Maybe like defend their territory, I guess. But... Murder to me sounds like like I am intentionally targeting you to kill, right? Like I am going to kill you. So I don't know. It seems like a... Do animals murder? Well, I mean, they probably do say those words. Well, they probably say something like that at some point where they're going to kill somebody or, or something, some other animal because of uh, to control population to um, get food. Um, at some point, they probably do say that to themselves, but I don't know what even murder means. Because we kill for know. more than that, right? Like when yeah. we say someone murdered yeah, we have somebody, more motives. Yeah. It, exactly. It could be hella motives, like a lot of motives. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a funky name to uh, like Can we uh, even for us to understand, understand other reasons why animals might do something. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. It would have to be some pretty clear behavioral stuff. Like it would have to be. There would have to be probably multiple patterns across not just one uh, in particular of that species, right, or of that group of animals. We'd probably have to be able to study a multitude of things. But they don't – like, it's not like – I'm trying to think of an example. It's not like – hmm. Okay, I'm talking myself out of it. Maybe it is <clears throat> kind of all the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of all the same thing. It just manifests differently for us. Because I was going to say, it's not like a lion has a chain that another lion would come kill it for, purposefully for that chain, right? But then if you break... <clears throat> Sorry, train rolling by. But then I thought, okay, but if we break it down further of like a person killing someone for a chain, what is that about? It's about... Uh, I want... Monetarily, maybe... So I could then sell it and eat food, right? Or maybe it's like a, right? Like, so there's that, there's that I'm trying to eat, killing to eat type of thing. Or I don't know, because I guess we have like status and pride. Like when people get their chain snatched, like when rappers get their chain snatched and shit, right? Like what's the point of that? Why does that happen? Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it is a uniquely human thing. Sorry, everybody, I have to moisturize my lips. It's getting dry with all this babbling. <laughs> yeah, this is where the chapstick uh, advertisement comes in. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying which one yet. Not till we get an advertisement oh, in. Yeah, Extra. then I'll only use that. So that's it on murder hornets, unless you had any other hornet <laughs> stories. <laughs> the homicidal hornets. Oh, no, that's good. We're good on those. <clears throat> all right, let me pull up my little handy dandy list, 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 list of topics. Well, Go ahead, how, go have ahead. You, how have you been doing, man? What have you uh, been up to? Besides, yeah, you said you were hanging with James. We got some uh, more video content. Yeah. yeah, me and James were trying to work on some tings, trying to work on some tings. We were, don't worry, don't worry everybody, we were being safe, wearing our masks and gloves and everything. I, I wasn't holding his hand, so, uh, <laughs> but we were... <clears throat> Inside, you guys were wearing masks? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I mean outside, I mean outside. <laughs> uh, but... <clears throat> what was that? Uh, yeah, so we got out there and we were just filming some stuff and it was cool. Uh, I'm glad that we are delving some more into the 
visual side because people were really responding well to the last one he did for me. Check out Party V3 on YouTube, on my YouTube Tyler On Demand. James put together a little visual and it's pretty sick, I think. So I'm glad that we're actually now moving into more. And that was my first one. So, uh, Why is it called uh, V3? It's it's so funny. It's it's like it's not an actual reason. It's just because while we were yeah while we were making it like me and uh, Emil the producer and just sending it back and forth with edits and stuff. That was just the third version that came through. Yeah. And I was looking at it. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. Party V three kind of just looks cool. And I don't like saying it. And I was like, I like the sound of that. I'm just gonna keep it. And I didn't want to just call it party. I was, I, yeah. It just seems kind of like lame and fruitless, right? That's true. Yeah. I was like, party V three. Ooh, now that makes it sound like you know cool we're revamped also it's it, it it makes it sound a little like robot or androidy and then if you listen to the song i don't sound like a robot but it's auto-tuny right so it's like no. yeah <laughs> the partying robot you have no flow then it's just you just can't rap oh, i want your body on me yeah you know yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. you gotta check it out everybody please it's called new ways because i'm doing new stuff you're gonna like it you just might like it but so that's cool. Other than that, I am, and we spoke about it before, I don't know if it'll stay on mic, but about setting up the home studio space. I'm really trying to get into that. And then the TOD show, bro. Holy shit, I forgot to mention that. Thanks for bringing it up. That's why you have to get good partners on your side, everybody, <laughs> to pick up the slack where you drop it. But the TOD show is coming. Um, for everyone, you know, I love rabbit hole sessions, of course, and I love what we do here. I explained that with James and now with Emilio. But I also want to start my own show where it's going to be interviews and solo shows of me doing like different topics that I'm interested in, right? It's going to span a variety of things. It's kind of like this, but just me and more structured, right? So maybe you'll like it more, maybe you'll like it less, who knows? But, um, so I'm working on that. I've already have a few interviews in the tuck. And now that the cover photo is done, uh, shout out to Katie on Instagram at Katie Doberpool. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right, but Katie, K-A-T-I-E-D-O-B-B-E-R-P-U-H-L on Instagram. Check her out, because I'm very grateful. So thanks, Katie. Uh, she does graphic design. Hit her up. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, the Dauber TOD Pool. show. What? What? Dauberpool. What did I say? Dauberpool. What did Dauber, I say? Something Doberpool. Did I say that? Oh! <laughs> whoops well at least i spelt it right at least i spelt it right uh but yeah so now that that's done that was kind of just the biggest thing holding uh everything back so now i'm just setting up the rest of the platform getting everything linked to where it needs to be and that should be coming soon so definitely stay tuned peeps if you ever heard tod radio or you know me from any of that it'll be along those lines so definitely check it out please i'm excited for it otherwise bro just been chilling just been working on music just every day trying to write every day trying to put something together you know you see they're trying to uh, use llamas to find the cure for corona. No, We're relying on llamas really? to save us, bro. Llamas are about to save the day. Those spitting, furry, like fat-bellied, nasty-ass uh, nasty uh, animals. Apparently, they have these like weird-ass antibodies or some shit. I... I tried to I tried to read the actual yeah, journal that we have or something. Yeah, it, yeah, apparently they have just like different types and shit. They're like smaller, so they can actually puncture through Corona and shit. So they can actually get through and uh, fuck it up. There was a I tried to read it like the actual science because as you could just tell, that was not the most scientific explanation. But the title was "Structural Basis for Potent Neutralization of Beta Coronaviruses by Single Domain Camelid Antibodies," and where it's like. I know what all those words mean individually, but when I first yeah. read it, yeah, all together, I was like, all right, <laughs> I can't, I can't go any further, dude. I can't go any further. <laughs> but
But yeah, so apparently they're trying to do that, and I don't know. I never knew that shit about llamas. Apparently, historically, they have been uh, good to like prevent diseases, like Test SARS disease. and MERS and shit. Oh. Apparently, those antibodies oh, wow. the same were able to, like these things are are able to kill coronavirus. These antibodies they've tested in the lab. The problem is there's, um, it, like they're so far away from anything applicable or so far away, quote unquote, it's like several months, right? They're just going into clinical trials and shit and they're not totally sure in people how it would work. Like most of these tests have just been in cell cultures in the lab, right? But they were saying that if it was to be injected into people, it would like, it would be an immediate protection, but the downside is it would be temporary, right? So it's like every one or two months, you'd have to keep going back for shots. Yeah. Basically like super fast booster shots, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that would be like a permanent solution or if that would be just kind of where they're going right now. But apparently there's llamas to the rescue, bro. I thought they just spat <laughs> at you like Deborah from Dragon Ball Z, if you remember that guy. But uh, shout out to y'all who know what the hell I'm talking about. Thanks for getting the nerd reference. But remember the llama and Jimmy Neutron? Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> See, that's and I think that is where my mind went subconsciously when I was thinking of llamas. That's like the most prominent one I can remember. And just that llama was an <laughs> asshole. So I just figured the rest of them were too, right? <laughs> but that kind of led me to think about, uh, have you ever thought about just like splicing animal genes? It's a re weird way to ask the question, but I meant it in the sense of like having different animal attributes, right? And like combining genes. Because apparently it can be done. They have fluorescent animals, like fluorescent cats and pigs and rats, where they've given them, like, spliced in genes of, I guess, those sea creatures that glow and shit. And you have a glowing cat, right? Or you have a glowing pig. And they've never tried in humans because of, like, the ethical shit, and they're really not sure how it would work, right? But they're saying that when I was reading about it, they were saying it's like, we imagine it would be along the same lines, right? And that's something I try I've thought about before, where it's like, sharks are super immune to, like, all diseases. So I'm thinking damn, can I get some shark DNA, right? Or can I get some? I'm trying not to, to stave off the cancer. Just grow gills. Oh, yeah. man. That would be... Oh, wow. And I just suffocate on land? That would be bad. That would be bad. Because it... <laughs> or you just breathe both Oh, ways. keep both? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if my gills would get clogged up, though. Just like in the air. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you have to clean them. Yeah. I wonder if that would feel like... I wonder if that would feel more like getting food stuck in your, like, windpipe or your teeth. I wonder which one it would feel like. Because I could still breathe. Or maybe a clogged nose. Yeah. It would be like having a clogged nose. Right? Because you can still breathe through your mouth when your nose is clogged and shit. So maybe it would be like that. But uh, that threw me back to uh, a previous conversation we've had on the pod about AI and shit. And about giving all of the oh, like yeah. different animal attributes that we don't have and how they're trying to fucking kill us right but that just made me think about like i want animal powers dude would you ever have animal powers like what would you go with what animal oh man <laughs> it's a pretty on the spot That's question yeah question. and let's shit. say like let's assume you can't do like flight like you if i injected you with a pigeon you wouldn't grow wings and some shit right but maybe you would grow Dumbass pigeon disease. I don't know, because they are idiots. Maybe, maybe you would turn stupid. <laughs> but I definitely want that shark immunity. That's for sure. Because apparently they're like the most immune. Would you want a poison sack? Like, would you want to generate venom? Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. That'd be crazy. Yeah, because one of the things, one of the animals that did come to mind was like something from a snake. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or, um, yeah, shark's good for an undersea. Sharks and sharks' teeth um, also break and grow back stronger. 
I'd like that because we only get to do that once. We lose our baby teeth right then. These adult ones coming in, that's it. You better be careful. But hey, if you had the shark's teeth, you could be biting rocks, right? You could uh, <laughs> crack open beer bottles with your teeth. Shout out to my grandma, right? Maybe my grandma has shark DNA. She's got shark teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would make sense, man. That would make sense. It would clear up a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we're gonna take another quick break because I don't think I told you enough about Anchor the first time. See, I need you to really sink in. The Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, right? Biggest reason is it's free. It's free. You know, all these other podcast hosting services, they might cost membership fees or hosting fees or just to be around, you gotta pay, right? Well, not with Anchor. There's none of those. So both of those combined already, there's no barrier of entry into podcasting and Anchor is giving you the green light to come on in, right? And they'll also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms that you don't know about so that you can reach those audiences and bring them in. And not only that, but they help set you up with sponsors tailor suited to your brand, meaning you can make money off your podcast right away with no minimum listenership. I don't know what else I need to say about it. Those are all amazing perks. It's free. You can create right from your phone. It distributes to all platforms and you can make money right away. That's all it takes. So what are you waiting for? Go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started today. With Anchor holding you down, your podcast is here to stay. And yes, Anchor, you may take that tagline. And now we go back to the show. So I was, I had um, some thoughts or I was thinking about something while I was editing uh, Laugh Now and I was working on the old laptop that I had yeah. used for five years or so and trying to yeah. edit on, uh, edit a big movie on uh, not so stable and compatible um, program on uh, the Mac. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was just thinking about how, and I couldn't, there were certain things I couldn't do because I couldn't upgrade either the computer, um, no more, uh, you know, software updates were available for the computer or the program. And right. uh, so I was just getting annoyed with how, and the tying like how um, our satisfaction, how we're never satisfied. Partially, I think partly because like, because technology is constantly updating and making certain things obsolete so you yeah. almost need to have you know the next thing in order to work in in my specific situation it was for um you know trying to finish the movie like there were certain things i actually couldn't do until i actually got a new computer and was able to download have a software update for like certain adobe programs and it just right. made my life much easier but so this is a technical limit on your creative side rather than a um, or no, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, because we've talked about it before, this notion of catching up, right? Technically to be able to make your creative dream come true or like your creative vision, like you have to have the technical skills, but this one's more like, no, you have it. It's just the technology was the one who was stopped up and needs to catch up to you for you to be able to fill out the idea. Is that, am I getting the right idea? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I was. Sorry, no, that was it. I was just wondering if you had ever, had ever been in such a situation where, whether it was creative wise or even just yeah. like, ever noticing that like, you, you just something you have has become obsolete because yeah. something quickly came in. It's so funny how, uh, like, we have the best shit in history, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, we have the best yeah. stuff ever, and we're constantly not satisfied with it. Like, we constantly are like, okay, when's the next one? I need this new shit. And maybe that's because we're spoiled from having good shit, 
I'm sure it is. I'm sure that's a part of it. I'm sure if you go somewhere where they never had laptops, like currently, even today, right? And maybe the biggest joy is, or not even joy, the biggest, like, uh, what's the word? I don't know, sense of satisfaction, right? Or sense of um, ease, let's say. Or just, I'm trying like, all the things that laptops bring us, right? Like, say that doesn't exist. I'm sure that they are not constantly getting fed up with whatever they have to use or whatever they have to, um, like, I'm trying to do this is, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. But um, I think it, it's a product of getting better, right? Like, it's because it's always getting better that we're never satisfied, that we're always yeah. expecting it to get better, right? Which is what you were saying. So did we kind of dig ourselves kind of into a hole? Is it a just <clears throat> self-repeating double-edged sword, you know? Like, wants become needs, like, so to certain degrees. I think, like, wants to push technology and, like, get make these certain things quickly change things to needs like i don't know whatever whether it be a right. phone situation or um yeah like in my situation with trying to make something it's kind of like this whole mentality that we want about achieving more and striving for more and progression and all that shit is actually a detriment and it's kind of set our standard to no no it always needs to be better it always has to get to yeah perfect i guess right and Perfect is the enemy of the good, right? If you're always striving to be perfect, you'll never stop for what's good. You'll never appreciate what's great. And you'll never realize that most things will never be perfect, right? Like most things cannot be. So there should be beauty and acknowledgement along the way because that's where the true greatness lies. The fact that something is so great despite that it's not perfect, right? I think there's compellingness in that, that even in great which that's not we're not saying great is bad and these are you know we're using pretty loose concepts and terms right now but i'm hoping everybody's grasping on <laughs> but even great is not perfect but great is still amazing right like great is still something that is a grand achievement that you should be proud of happy of and acknowledge as genuine progress right but when your mind's set on perfect you'll never have that you'll never see that you'll actually always be a disappointment like you said you'll always be fed up you'll always be just waiting for the next thing that will get it higher and closer to perfect, which I do feel like they're doing with technology and shit in general, yeah. trying to get towards AI and things like that, right? Yeah, oh, we already know how you feel about that. Dude, oh, actually, yeah. But even back to that, <laughs> even back to that is, I think that is might be us trying to make up for our lack of perfection, is trying to create something that's perfect. And that's also goes into how they add everything from like all these other animals and shit like that and blah, blah, blah. And maybe there's one side of it that's, and maybe the conscious side of it is, uh, it's so useful to us, right? And it can make our lives easier and better. But maybe there's some subconscious aspect of it that's this like insecurity of us being imperfect or you said, us. Uh, there was this God complex as well. I think what you mentioned last right, time too, a God complex, uh, factor. Yes. Yes. Okay. Something yeah. About that. Yeah. Because we don't know what made us and we don't know what created us. So that might create some insecurity there of, well, let me be that then yeah, to something else <laughs> so that I don't have to think about that. Cause it's like, Oh, I am that. Yeah, and then man. it's more like a, it's comforting then because it's like, oh, well, then that being that created me must have also came from somewhere else, right? And it just doesn't even think about that. It just creates other beings, right? So maybe it's something like that. And maybe, wow, maybe that just, oh, dude. Do we have just this collective 
insecurity in our consciousness of, I mean, do you feel that at all? Do you feel like when you think of creation, where we came from, the universe, anything like that, do you ever feel, I don't know, insecurity or insignificance or does it bring anything else? Um, I don't know. I've never thought of insignificance uh, for maybe insignificance in like the order of the universe and how it's kind of like designed perhaps. <clears throat> I mean, at any moment, I'm, yeah, I guess objectively we're all insignificant um, yeah, to well, nature's yeah. order. Yeah. Saying, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What do you, well, you said order. What are your, or sorry, finish the verse, then I'll no, ask No, go ahead. No, that's all right. Well, yeah, it's funny. Like, I tried to stop halfway through the question already. It's like, bro, you already <laughs> derailed it. Might as well keep going. <laughs> but, um, well, what are your, because you said you never really think about it past it being the order, right? Or the way it's structured. But is that how, are those your thoughts on just how the universe is? Like, is that higher power to you? Is kind of how it's set the mo in motion and how we all kind of go through universe, quote unquote? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Rather than, as opposed to like a God, like just looking down at you every moment, you know what I mean? And guiding every I step. I see both, I, or I feel like I believe mm -hmm. both, yeah. I, and I think I believe the God perspective because just from having um, a Catholic upbringing to a degree, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, that's just something that's ingrained in you in youth. It's hard to delete certain things. Um, yeah, youth culture, like we, we, we all say, Oh my God. Right. Like we all, right. You know what I mean? We all say, Jesus Christ. It's all of these things are embedded in us. Yeah. But it's definitely a little bit more than that. I think, um, oh, as far as like mentality wise. Um, yeah. so I, I believe, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure what it's called where, um, if there was a God and you'd believe in it, but you don't. Yeah. Um, Agnostic, maybe? That might be the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with that. I'm very, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, but yeah, I just believe, I feel like most rational to me, which could be a different kind of rationality to any other person, um, right. is that there is a, some kind of, to me, it's an ununderstandable uh, notion of order, like how the universe yeah. runs, the way nature just happens and things happen, whether it's just in events whether you live or you die the coronavirus coming and yeah. you know equalizing humanity in a way and right. the way i don't know some people wow. are dying because of it we think too early but that's just what it is i don't know right yeah dude that's that's interesting the thing you said about just the unknowingness of the order of it or an ununderstandable order whatever the word uses uh that's interesting because did you think of order it's supposed to be something that is organized and understood, right? Like order versus chaos. Chaos is supposed to be the wild thing that you don't know what's going on, but, and is un, not understandable, but order. So maybe, wow, maybe we're just not there yet because understanding is a process, I suppose. So maybe there is, whoa, maybe there is a point where we understand the order of the universe. Maybe not what created it or what does whatever. We kind of do a little bit with laws of physics and things like yeah, that, right? Like understanding gravity and black holes and shit like that. That's part of the order of the universe, right? So maybe, wow, maybe that is just we become this Star Trek, like, able to light speed population, right? And shit like that, because we just have so much expansive knowledge. Because you would have to assume that the further out we go from Earth, regardless of what we find, whether it's like planets with life on it, planets made of ice, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, you'd figure, say again? Even just empty space, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You'd figure there is something going on that could teach you something about the universe, right? Because it's a different portion than Earth, right? And just gravity and physics that we know and shit. So you would have to assume that if we had space travel and the universe is not 
infinite, 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 as they say, because, you know, some people say there's an edge to the universe, then you'd have to assume that one day we could figure it out, right? That we could figure all this shit out. You think humans will figure it out or a different race? Maybe not us. Yeah, maybe not this iteration of humans. Like, maybe not you and I, but maybe the fifth. Well, the, how crazy is it to have the consciousness to think about the extinct, extinction of your own race? What the fuck, dude? Wow, yeah, your whole species. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just, like, survival. It's not singular, which would be yeah, survival. It's like making sure I survive. It's no, no. I'm constantly thinking about all of us gone yeah. and we're all out of here. But I don't know if it's, hmm, it would be, hmm, dude, whoa. I guess it would be extinction similar to how Cro-Magnons and like the early humans were extinct because I was trying to think if, I thought maybe it would be steps down the totem pole, or sorry, along the line, the evolutionary line not us as humans currently, but it would be some other form, like four or five forms down. But then, oh, no, no, I remembered. Evolution's not linear. Evolution is a branch. It's like a tree. It splits off, right? So it comes in, it starts with one origin thing, but that thing becomes three different things. And maybe two of those things die. The other one becomes three different things, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess, yeah. So I guess that is crazy to think about the extinction of your species. <laughs> Oh my god. But it seems so distant. That's the thing. Whoa. That's the craziest part. Is when you're gonna be the generation or the like the group of people that no no, it's present. Like oh, there's a black no. hole about to expand and suck up the earth, yeah. right? Or something I like that. I wonder how in advance they would know because technology will be mm. have developed. Yeah. But... Maybe they can trace black holes like they can earthquakes by the So has right? it developed to a point where they can stop it? Yeah. Or prepare not. for yeah, it. But, they... <laughs> but is preparing for it in a way you know, will they survive or will some people survive? Yeah. Who knows? Well, I guess from what we understand now, preparing for that means being able to travel at light speed before the black yeah. hole can get yeah. to you. Yeah, right? exactly. Because even light can't escape black holes, so you'd have to be able to leave before the black hole gets there, right? <laughs> you know? So you would have to be able to detect all this shit. So yeah, I guess preparing for it would be that. I would imagine it wouldn't be everybody. I imagine most people are probably just going to get crushed by the black hole. Probably the elite will go off to another planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and start something new start something fresh wow and then there we go that's what we're talking about about now the species branching off because now those like people quote unquote whatever they are at this point maybe go to uh, i don't know ixnon planet 57 global glarp right like two light years away <laughs> that's the name of the episode yeah. wow. global glarp <laughs> wow what how to spell that. should we do another spelling segment of how to spell <laughs> This is why we need James. We just go off <laughs> yeah. the rails. Oh my god, James. We need you more than just a segment. This is why. Right. This is why. Right. Oh my god. Okay, that was deep, dude. That was just some deep space shit. So wait, when you said... I want to run it back just a little bit. But when you said um, that you kind of see both mm. plausibilities existing in terms of the order to it and then a higher being as well. Maybe maybe like a singular collective being, whatever it is. Um so do you see those as being separate from each other or like the being created the other one? You know what I mean? Or did, or what the hell is that? Or did the other one create the being maybe? And then maybe the being just became something like it couldn't transcend it, but it could equal it. Right? Like what if like imagine God, quote unquote, started off as fuck, I don't even know, like stardust, right? Just in the universe. Right. And then eventually oh throughout God. just millennia was able to transcend 
Millennia is not even enough because that's only a thousand. Millions and billions of years of the universe was able to develop to a point of consciousness where it transcended like anything that we could understand, right? And it becomes a fucking God. And maybe it just lives next to the universe in the same way we, not when I mean, we live in it. We don't live next to it, <laughs> obviously. But, ah, oh, dude, I don't fucking know. So, so what is, so do you see like one created the other or like, what do, what do you, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I guess I never thought of it. Me neither. Literally till just now. I've never thought of that. <laughs> I, I guess when I first think of it, I would say that the God would have created is created or is in and or is in control of the order. Um, and that's just a, a different type of knowledge we can't understand. Like you right. said, maybe he was. Oh, well, I guess he couldn't have been Stardust because then nature would have came. The order would have came that created him or God or her, anything. Whatever, it, whatever the fuck yeah. it is, yeah. So, I don't know. But I guess I would have naturally assumed um, God was before um, and he created or she created yeah. order. Yeah. I'm And hmm, I wonder about that sometimes. And then it's like when I adopt that mindset of thinking, because I like to just put myself, say again. I don't think it's rational. Um, I think it's more yeah. a spiritual type of attempt at connection. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's any way to rationalize no. the right like uh, consciousness greater than the universe, right? Yeah. Like we can maybe theorize in terms of logically, like with science about the Big Bang or whatever, like how it started, but that's not encapsulating the consciousness behind it, right? Which consciousness I use loosely because I'm not saying it necessarily is in you and me talking right here. But I mean, who knows? Maybe it's actually even greater than that. Like it's because I was about to say it's less and maybe if an instinctual way that the universe would just exist as a being or something. But it could be just the exact opposite, far fucking greater than anything we understand. Right. So science and like the logic part doesn't explain that. So I do. I'm, I'm with that spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. And it's because when you when you when you adopt the. uh like a being that then created the universe and the orders and then lets it play. That's kind of like a, like playing Sims type of shit, right? Like it's a, we're, we're one of the Sim worlds of it. Right. Yeah. But I wonder if, hmm, cause I'm thinking about now more about the, um, aspect of it, like existing alongside the universe or whatever, or growing out of part of it. And I don't know how familiar you are with Marvel comics. We're about to take a little nerd dive, but there are these beings called the celestials and what they do is they plant, or I don't know if you saw the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but the main villain was, okay, yeah, the main villain was one of these Celestials, right? So what they do is they plant these, like, seeds in the earth, right, to make them become, oh, that's not actually, that's not what I want to tell about them. Whoops. <laughs> no, I wanted to tell that they were the ones who created humans and, like, the different kinds of beings, humanoid beings on earth, right, like, in the Marvel universe way back whenever, whatever, because they just came to earth one day did some, ex and it's basically the alien doing experiments theory type of shit, right? So it's like... Creating humans? Kind of, yeah, so I could kind of conceptualize it like that, even if it was to the extent of we said aliens, you know, came to Earth and did some experiments and shit. Yeah, I mean, hey, it could be aliens that aren't like UFO gray guys with the weird head, but that alien could be the, what we also are calling God, right? I mean, God is an alien, I guess you'd have to say. Fact. <laughs> That's so funny. That's the episode God of God alien. is an alien. God's they need to put that hornets. in the Bible, dude. I bet they don't. Why don't they? <laughs> what? The homicide hornets? Or... God, Wait, what? I said, that, what should they put in the Bible? Homicide hornets? or? <sighs> they got those, dude. They got homicide everything in the Bible. 
<laughs> they got genocide. Bro. Oh man. Actually, I mean, yeah, they got the plague literally, and they send locusts and shit. Actually, so our version is hornets, dude. Is it the end of the world? Is it the apocalypse? Were they right? Because we've got. I think I was talking to James about this the other day when, uh, just whatever, and uh, we got pestilence. Corona's here, right? Disease. We've got war, kind of always. Famine is going on right now. And what's the last one? Death. Death's always happening. And so, like, that's Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. There you go. That's one story of uh, the book. And another thing about, the like, the locusts and shit. That's, like, another kind of story about crazy shit happening, right? And someone's world ending. Who knows, man? Maybe they're all right. Maybe the rapture's here. Maybe the rapture's coming. Actually, oh, that's right. I remember why we talked about it now. Okay, actually, here we go. We get on this kind of God. I mean, not really. It's all, it's very loosely tied to the God subject. But it's, um, I asked James, just kind of randomly off a whim, what would be the worst apocalypse he could live through, right? And we talked about it, I think, on one of the episodes. And he said, a religious apocalypse, which I didn't even, like, know what he meant at first. I was like, wait, you yeah, talking yeah, about, like, 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 zealots? You talking about guys with crosses carved into their head just hunting, right? I was like, okay, that's, I guess, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. I wouldn't want the world run by them, right? But no, no, he means as if biblical, like, the rapture. but And if it's judgment, you're going to hell type of shit. Because he's like... I'm definitely not surviving that one. Yeah. Right? So, right? He's like, I'm going to hell. So, or something along those lines. I don't want to incriminate you, James. You can come and defend yourself later. But he was saying, like, that is the one you're probably least likely to survive, and you can't really do much about it. At least if it's something where, I don't know, like if it's so zombies. What happens, what happens in, in a, where you're going to hell? What do you mean? Like, who says that? Your just soul goes to hell for eternal damnation, right? Or, I don't know, God, Jesus, one of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of those guys, okay. yeah, those, is, you heard of them? Somehow. Yeah. You heard of them? Well, I think that's the, I don't really know the specifics, but I think that's like the biblical story is that Jesus comes back and that's the judgment day, right? Isn't that the whole thing? I have no and idea. Then, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I think that's it. I think. Oh, God. That's so funny. Classic. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know because I was going to ask, I realized I've already asked you that question is what's your worst apocalypse? I think that's what we talked about. But, yeah, about, probably. So. But I can't remember what I said. Well, what is it? I don't know. Sharks and hornets. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can only think of like zombie related. Yeah, yeah same. That's just where my brain goes. Yeah. It's either that or Terminator. But even that's kind of like zombie-esque. It's, it's just like, like metal zombies, right? <laughs> it's kind of just metal zombies. Is it one of them or a few Terminators or, or oh. an army or like oh. another planet? Probably an army. I think we could take out one, right? Right. Yeah. We could probably take out one... Like you and me, if we thought about That's it for a while. while and got the right tools, right? right. You so know, we, we, would, we would need the right tools. Don't get me wrong, but so I think if a planet is going, it would have to be super predator type of shit. You know, oh, <laughs> like yeah, it would dude. have to be, yeah, like as tall as fucking Empire State. Cthulhu. That's what it would have to be. Like if Cthulhu just came right out of H.P. Lovecraft's uh, whatever novel it's from and just started stomping around the world as big as the Empire What's State Cthulhu? Building. I don't know what it is. Hold on, let me Google it so I accurately accurately portray this. But it's supposed to be like this uh, cosmic being that represents like cosmic, ultimate cosmic horror, right? Like it's this horrible behemoth that comes and like destroys everything, right? Like out of space or out of, uh, what's it called? The ether. So 
okay, yeah. Uh, fictional cosmic entity created by H.P. Lovecraft, blah, 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 short story in Call of Cthulhu, blah, 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 blah. Is there a great old one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just trying to get through all of the bullshit, all the Wikipedia fluff. This looks like one of my high school essays, right? Where you just try to, you only have one sentence that's the main point. The rest is fluffer. So Cthulhu, Lovecraft depicts it as a gigantic entity worshipped by cultists in the shape like an octopus, a dragon, and a caricature of human form. So, right, it's, and it stems from this cosmic ether and out thereness and comes out of nowhere it's supposed to it's supposed to be a representation of the idea of cosmic horror right that there's just some grand scary thing out there that could kill us right and yeah. easily that we couldn't stop really so i guess that would be, be kind of like the religious rapture actually now that i think about it so there we go nice some nice rapture talk <laughs> there it is for james yeah james we got you boy you know we gotta um represent you when you're not here Oh man, that was a lot of God talk. That was a lot of, uh, a lot of really out there shit. Lordy. Uh, that was, I think, what do you think? Wrap it up? Yeah, I'm tired, yeah. dude. I feel like taking a fucking nap. It's yeah, crazy. we did a lot, bro. We did a lot. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank I appreciate you. you getting to the end. It's pretty dope, but I think you got some good shit if you did. Yeah. Uh, this has been Rabbit Hole Sessions from Tyler. Oh no, shit. You want to plug anything before we go? Um, just check out my, uh, films on youtube i've got three films on there especially the one we've been talking about laugh now yep, um, yep. definitely check that out on youtube it's uh emilio guido e-m-i-l-i-o-g-u-i-d-o check it out on YouTube. good shit it's getting better every time he says it's getting better every time <laughs> check my youtube out as well tyler on demand not the first one that pops up me and james watched some of this guy's video uh like the last time we were together and it was bad it was like i think he was like 13 dude and he was at a party talking about his first drunk experience just on camera there's just no talking cut. about it yeah he's just i don't even know where he it looks like he's in a hallway and there's loud ass music playing and like you can hear voices that sounds like he's at a party right he's just sitting in a chair and there's no cuts right there's no like edits it's just like 20 minutes of him just talking about it's something spacing what, out tod or i don't even remember no it was tyler on demand i tried to look it up but uh, the internet's yeah. bad with the call going on so but not him it's the one of a black and white picture. Oh, shit, his is black and white, too. Fuck. Tyler on Demand. You'll know it. If you know my face, you'll know it. Or go to TylerOnDemand.com. But please check out the YouTube because me and James, speaking of him, put together a visualizer for the Song Party V3. Mm -hmm. uh, check out New Ways, my newest two-pack on all streaming platforms. TOD, find it, New Ways. Is there another two-way pack coming next? Say again? Another two-way pack coming next? In my two, three, maybe. Oh, I've been, uh, you know, we've been working. There's stuff coming. Yeah, monthly. <clears throat> good, uh, good point, Emilio. Is I'm dropping these monthly. Um, new music's coming monthly, so that's what Emilio's referring to. That's what the new ways one was about. Check out "Getting Started." That was a single. That was the first one of this monthly release thing. So there would definitely be more coming, and it's shit's just getting better, yo. Like if it's been following my Instagram, which follow that Tyler on Demand Thirteen. You've been seeing me post demos and snippets and shit, and that's like one that's not even the best, and two. That shit was demo. Wait till it gets recorded. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be out of here. We're going to be out of here. So get in now. Get in on the ground floor. It's the easiest time to get on, and I'll actually recognize you at the top. So <laughs> thank you again from Rabbit Hole Sessions. It's being Young T, Ty, Emilio. What's the good? people love you as always. Uh, say, say bye to them. Give them some love. Bye, good people. Peace and prosperity. <laughs> yeah, and bye from James, too. James will be back on the pod. He's just yeah. uh, traveling. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, he'll be back next week. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. Peace out from Rabbit Hole Sessions. All right. Peace.